0: He said, I'm not trying to kill myself with a needle anymore. I've been sober for a year and two months. This time, I think it's really going to take. I thought maybe I should say something like, congratulations, but wasn't sure. So I said, how did you find me? Instead, I didn't. Vic looked over at the corner booth and then down at his hands see that kid sitting over there? I looked over at the kid Vic was talking about. He was barely 18. Broken nose, but still way too handsome for his own good. Intense hazel eyes and dark hair buzzed down to the scarred scalp. Lean, athletic build, under an expensive white T-shirt, printed with trendy Rococo designs, silver skulls and wings. His long, sinewy arms were already sleeved in unimaginative tattoos. There was a red and black motorcycle jacket slung over the back of the booth and a brain-bucket-style helmet on the table beside him. He was trying a little too hard and wore badass like a brand-new pair of boots that hadn't quite broken in yet. He'd ordered nothing but black coffee and flirted with me every time I came around to fill his cup told me he was waiting for someone, but not a girl, because I was all the woman he'd ever need. Cocky, like some hot young gun who thinks he doesn't need Viagra for his first scene. But underneath the badass and the heavy-handed Lothario charm, I got the feeling that he was anxious about something. What about him? I asked. Vic wiped his dry lips with the pad of his thumb and swallowed hard. That's my kid, he said. Your kid? I frowned. Vic nodded, smile fading. Yeah, I've never met him. He wiped his thumb across his lips again. I mean, at the time I knew that Sky was knocked up, but she told me she was going to get rid of it. Sky? I asked. You mean Sky Blue? Vic shook his head. Sky West. Natural blonde, kinda hippie-chick amateur look. Shot mostly for Metropolis, but wouldn't you, girl-girl? Yeah, that's her. Huh, no shit, I said, looking back at the kid in the corner booth. Now that Vic had mentioned it, the kid did bear more than a passing resemblance. He was a few inches shorter, a little prettier, and much more muscular than his beanpole father. But the crooked, charming smile... And that cocky, big-dick swagger should have been a dead giveaway. I found out about him five years ago, Vic said. But at the time, I was too strung out to care. My life is different now, so... Again, that familiar, self-deprecating smirk. I got no idea what to say to him. I didn't either, so I said nothing. Well, Vic said. You really had no idea I was here? I asked. Your kid just happened to pick this diner to meet you? Small fucking world, eh? Of all the gin joints and all the towns. More silence then. I'd like to see you again, Angel. And there it was. I'd kind of seen it coming, but it still caught me off guard. We weren't exactly in love back in the day. But I suppose it was as close to love as a couple of callow, narcissistic twenty-somethings who fuck other people for a living can ever really be. Anyway, it's the closest I've ever been. Whatever you call the way I used to feel about Thick, Vic, I was sure I'd buried all those feelings the day I kicked him to the curb. Right around the time that kid in the corner booth had been conceived. Look, Vic continued. I know you got no reason to give me the time of day. Not after the way I fucked everything up between us. But I just want a few minutes of your time to make amends. Amends? I looked over at the old guy at the counter, waiting for his pie. He was starting to look annoyed. It's ancient history, Vic. Indulge me, Angel, Vic said. It's part of my recovery. The old charm was pretty threadbare. But it still made me smile despite myself. Is a blowjob, for old time's sake, part of your recovery, too?